Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode 66 of season number two. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. In this segment, Crawley interviews Rich Biesterfeld of Northside Bound to get a wrap-up on the Arizona Complex League, which ended last week. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, our old friend from Northside Bound, Rich Biesterfeld, the photographer extraordinaire and prospect expert. Rich, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How you doing today, Crawley? Uh, you know, Cubs beat the Brewers. I'm, I'm on <laughs> cloud nine right now, and I know probably, you know, not a lot of people are aware of this, but... Uh, <laughs> the Arizona complex league just wrapped up. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe some people don't understand, but, but, you know, Arizona is not just spring training and done. It's home to a lot of things. And the Mm -hmm. Arizona complex league is one of those things. Why don't you tell our listeners about what the Arizona complex league is? Sure. Um, Arizona complex league. It's, it's had a number of different names, but it switched to Arizona complex league uh, about two years ago. Freaked a lot of people out because we abbreviated ACL. And a lot of times you put that in a tweet or something and people start thinking, oh, shoot, who's hurt? Who's going to be out for the season? Um, But it really is like the the rookie league. And a few years ago, Major League Baseball did away with the short season teams. So that's where the rookie ball became even more important because it used to be like guys would come to Arizona, start out there, and then – I think it was the Eugene Emeralds was the team that it used to be. Guys would go there a lot of times. They call it short season. And then before uh, heading up to like uh, at the time, it would have been when South Bend was low A, um, you know, before making that step. But they they did away with that level. So now Arizona Complex League is a lot of times the first the first real step as guys come into the organization. And some of these guys are extremely young, 17, 18 year old kids, basically. Absolutely. Uh, Adon Sanchez, who was an international free agent, highly regarded catcher. Um, I think he turned like 18 in the beginning of May, but he was he had come up like in February or March. So and I did notice like his mom and his sister, I believe, were there quite a bit early on in the season. Um, But yeah, imagine being that young and being out on your own. Oh, absolutely. And, and, And so how many teams are involved in the Arizona Complex League? 
Oh, great question. I don't remember the exact number, but it's basically anybody who has spring training in Arizona, they have a complex league team. And there are a couple of organizations like the Diamondbacks and the Giants uh, both had two teams, actually. They had enough prospects that they did like Giants did an orange and black team and D-backs did like a red and a black team. And so these guys, these guys play actual games against each other, but I'm sure there's a lot of instruction going on as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's kind of like the minor leagues when, you know, when you look at the minor leagues and, you know, uh, I'll say like South Bend, for instance, when you see South Bend has a game at seven o'clock tonight, that doesn't mean the guys show up, oh, about six o'clock, you know, before the game. They're going to be there about, you know, one or two in the afternoon because they're going to be doing fielding drills. They're going to be taking batting practice, um, pitchers, uh, pitchers fielding performance drills. They're doing all that work in addition to then they've got the game um, that's occurring. So yeah, they're there a full day. Um, I mean, even, and especially like out here, um, you know, I don't think it's any big secret. Arizona has had a really hot summer, you know, that's, that makes for really long days when you, when you factor in the heat as well as, you know, being there from you know like one or so in the afternoon until you know, you're probably going to get out of there nine or 10 at night. Yeah. That, that, it's, it's, it's long days, but you know, the goal is to hopefully get the minor leaguers, you know, the development, the, the learning process, and so as they're there, some people stay longer and some are there just for a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you have, you know, the draft, the draft gets done. Let's take uh, Matt Shaw, for example, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the Arizona Complex League. Do you think they know, like when Matt Shaw's there, they know, okay, we're going to send him to, uh, you know, South Bend or wherever, mm-hmm. wherever he, end up, he ends up? Yeah, I think they probably have a plan. But then I think they're probably going to see, you know, okay, how's this guy look in our system? You know, they they bring really all of the uh, draft picks out to Arizona first with the spring training complex because there's a lot of acclimation forms get filled out, all that kind of stuff, you know, before they actually set foot on the field. Um, but I know I was a little bit surprised before it was even announced that a lot of the guys had signed. Um, I saw like Matt Shaw, uh, Alfonso Rosario, Michael Carrico, um, uh, one. Uh, I'm going to forget his name now. Uh, Luis Martinez Gomez. Um, but, you know, five or six of the guys, like two days after after the draft was completed, hadn't officially been signed. They're already in camp and doing stuff. Um, now, yeah, in your article, you mentioned, the, you, know, the, the, you know, this is not a team that's about wins and losses. There's a lot of players moving through way more than even, say, even in a regular minor league team because right. – you know, even with the minor league, you know, it's like guys move up. You don't have that core that's sticking around the entire time. You have it written down here, 35 position pitchers, uh, players, and 40 pitchers for the season. I mean, that's just a tremendous number. Right. I mean, I, I, the uh, manager this year was uh, Nick Lavulo, who's the son of Diamondbacks Major League Manager, uh, Tori Lavulo. And so, you know, his, his first managing assignment, there's got to be a lot of challenges in there. You know, with that, with you never know who you're going to have. Um, I mean, another big piece is guys that are on injury, uh, coming back from injury rehab. So you get to see a lot of the guys, minor league guys. You even get to see some major league guys like uh, Brad Boxberger. Um, you know, probably going to get called up, or maybe called up later this week. Shane Green uh, popped in for a couple innings. Um, you know, it's. It, it's it's fun to see some of those guys, but like Brennan Davis, we got to see him play for a week or two. Uh, Max Bain came out and was, was throwing for a couple weeks just to, you know, in his case, there were certain things they wanted Max to work on. And, you know, he I kind of alluded to you know his situation where 
You know, sometimes you're going, oh man, he could just shut him down with his fastball. Maybe that's not what they want him to work on though, because he's already good with that, but throw your change up because we want to see how your change up plays. Um, again, that's, that's where that development piece comes in. And while you want to win at the end of the day, wins and losses aren't the end all be all. Right. And so, you know, for me, it's been the last couple of drafts have been really interesting. Were there any draft picks that you saw and you see a lot of players come through yeah. that really kind of popped out in, in your mind? Yeah. So for me, I, I was traveling a little bit. I'd gone to Myrtle Beach and South Bend. So I missed some of those big guys. Like I didn't see Matt Shaw or, or Josh Rivera play there in out here in Arizona. I did get to see him play a little bit in South Bend. Uh, came away very impressed with both of them. But I did get to see um, a couple that, that kind of jumped out at me were Zaire Hope and um, Alfonso Rosario. And um, just both outfielders. The, the big thing was them, and I think I mentioned it in my article, their speed. Um, Alfonso, I saw him, he almost took like a walking lead, and, and he was almost at second before the pitcher released the ball. Um, then I think like one or two pitches later, he stole third. And, you know, it wasn't even close. So I just, you know, speed, you, you can go into slumps, but speed never slumps. So oh, I really man. like seeing that aspect. Now, one thing in your article that, that kind of just caught my eye is Alexis Hernandez. Now, I, mm -hmm. I saw him in, um, God, I can't even remember. It might have been even spring training this year, sure. I'm thinking. But, you know, Christian Hernandez was that big international free agent signing. And, you know, he's kind of you know, trying to find his way in Myrtle Beach a little bit. But now all of a sudden, Alexis is starting to get a little bit more chatter. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think there was even, you know, some people I talked to, and you kind of wonder sometimes, okay, when they sign like the brother of a player who's, you know, who has more of a, uh, a stronger pedigree, more well-known, you almost sometimes wonder, it's like, okay, are they just trying to, you know, make make good with the family? But uh, no, Alexis um, really shown this this summer. Um, it was interesting. I watched him play in extended spring training. So that's kind of that period in between when spring training ends before the rookie league season starts or the ACL starts, usually sometime in June. So there's kind of a gap in there. So they have extended spring training where they play games. Alexis didn't look, I mean, he, defense was fine, but offensively he didn't look that impressive. And then it was like, it was almost like flipping a switch. When the ACL started, he just started hitting and didn't quit. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Huh. Now, you know, you also mentioned uh, some players come back from injury, and one of them that, you know, it, it looked like he was going to be out a long time is Kevin Alcantara, and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, it didn't take him long to get back into the AACL and later on back to the mm -hmm. minor leagues. Yeah. It, it's interesting with uh, with injuries. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Alexander Canario. Oh, Canario, yeah. Like my mind, yeah. Oh no. I, well, I I, but my, I think my statement's still true there. It's like minor league injuries are always kind of you don't get a lot of information um, because they don't publish as much. And I know there's there's HIPAA considerations and all that where you know you usually hear a little bit more on major league guys. But but yeah, it was um, 
it was fun seeing Canario come back because, you know, I think most of us have probably seen that video when he got hurt, and that was that, that was just made, made, made me kind of squeamish, you know, seeing that video. And then to see him come back, uh, I remember in spring training the one day, I was just kind of wandering around, and all of a sudden I saw some balls flying out of field six on at, at the complex. And so I'm like, boy, that's hit pretty well. And so I look in. And I wasn't sure at first, and then all of a sudden, I started connecting the dots, and it was uh, Canargo who was taking BP, and he was just crushing the ball already. And like I said, I don't think there had been any reports of of where he was at that point. You found him, Rich, and and and, uh, <laughs> and and a guy that the Cubs found that I saw in Myrtle Beach, and I'm sure you saw him in your travels as well, was Jefferson Rojas. He didn't spend too long in the Arizona Complex League. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, before the season, I had kind of written the preseason uh, preview, and he was one of the guys that thought, okay, he, he's going to be a guy to watch. Well, I got to watch him one night in, in Arizona. He played opening night, and then the next day they moved him up. But it was the right call because he's played really well for Myrtle Beach. Really happy for him. Yeah, and, and another name that I think Cub fans would be interesting, and I always – I you know, when, when all of a sudden this guy drafted – you know, got drafted, what? Mason McGuire. And so, yes, Cub fans, if you remember the great home run chase of 98, that is the son of one Mark McGuire, and he was drafted by the Cubs as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, you know, I think that that is just a fun one to watch because of guys like me that, you know, that home run chase was just so iconic. And now to think that, you know, Mark has been around camp to see his, you know, Absolutely. his kid and stuff. I mean, it's just, could you ever see Mark McGuire wearing a Cubs jersey if Mason makes his Cubs debut? It would be interesting. Um, I, it's funny that you say that because I have kind of tried to pay attention to it. It's like because I've, I've seen Mark around several times. Um, and, you know, there's there's usually some autograph hounds that are like, you know, hey, Mark, Mark, sign for us. And, and he's been very nice in appeasing him. But there's been there's been times, too, where I'll just say it's like, wait till wait till Mason's done. I want to watch my son here, which I totally agree with and totally respect. Um but yeah, I, I, I've usually seen him wearing something nondescript. Yeah, I've not seen him wearing anything baseball related um, to any of those games. Nice. Now, um, the, you know, I think that people, like I said, don't really understand all that goes on in Arizona. If we had, say, hypothetically, if someone was going on vacation in Arizona, could you buy tickets and go in and watch these games? Well, you couldn't buy tickets because you don't have to buy tickets. It's free. Um, you know, and a, a probably an average crowd at, at one of those games is probably less than 50 people. Um, a lot of times scouts outnumber the fans, or a lot of times the, the fans a lot of times are made up of family and friends of the players. So if you're somebody that's out in Arizona, maybe you're taking a business trip or something, you just check the Arizona Fall League schedule, you contact Sloan Park, and, and you know, you maybe see some of these guys before they become big. Yeah, there, there is a site, like, you can just Google, like, Arizona Complex League, and you can find a schedule on there, and it'll show where it is. Like, this year, um, I think they were, they were doing something with the grass in Sloan Park, so the Cubs weren't playing in the stadium. In fact, I think there were only a couple of teams on the east side of the valley, like the, the Angels and the Oakland A's, I think, were the only teams that were playing in their major league or spring training stadiums. Most of them were like on the backfield. So the Cubs were playing on field one, which is kind of across the street from, from the main stadium at Sloan. Yeah, so for, for listeners, field one is really where like the big league guys practice when spring training happens. Field one, field two, and, mm-hmm. and that's very private usually. 
but you're saying for this, you know, it, it's, it's more accessible yes. and, you know, yeah. and, and as opposed to the backfields where, you know, a lot of those guys will be in springtime. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's where, as, as you had mentioned, where the major league guys are taking batting practice and, and things like that uh, during, during spring training. So now it's over. It ended last week. I think Milwaukee won it, correct? Milwaukee's affiliate? I believe so. I believe so. I didn't, I didn't make it to the championship game. So I, I, I'm pretty sure that, that's, that, that Milwaukee won it. I wanted to say they played Arizona. And, you know, now these players actually get a little rest, a little bit of a breather. Uh, not so much. Not Some so guys. much? So, yeah, there's still um, – so I, I haven't seen the, the official, but you're, you're kind of heading into fall instructs now. So there's some of the guys who are in the ACL. There's some of the guys who are still around. In fact, I'd gotten a, a message from a friend of mine today that um, I think the Cubs were actually playing the Angels on one of the backfields today. So kind of like instructs slash extended ACL um, game. So there's still some stuff going on because there's still guys here who need work. Um, but I think a lot of the like a lot of the guys from the Dominican, the Latin countries, a lot of those guys have gone home to visit family and because they've been here since you know over six months. Um, so I'm not positive who's here, but I know there are still quite a few guys here. Plus, there's a number of guys who are still here on injury rehab. Um, there are even some of the major league guys that uh, I saw about a week ago. Um, I was able to take some team pictures for the ACL team, and they they uh, allowed me to kind of wander around the complex and I got to see a lot of the guys um, that I hadn't seen in a while. Like saw Brandon Hughes playing catch. saw Ben Brown, who I know there's been a lot of questions about where's Ben Brown at. So yes, I saw Ben Brown playing catch on, on flat ground, have no idea beyond that, what his status is, how close he is, how far away. Um, well, that's great that you get that opportunity. And then, mm -hmm. you know, next up for you has got to be the Arizona fall league and that's yeah. got to be starting shortly. Yeah, I think I think the games will start in October. So that's usually about like six or seven weeks. I, I need to check it. I haven't I've been been so busy with the ACL. I haven't kind of looked ahead. <laughs> you need a breather as well, Rich. And, and it, it's know, nice to have a little downtime, a little little breathing time to catch up. And, and the cool thing, Rich, is that now you are covering uh, the Arizona Complex League, and I'm going to assume the Arizona Fall League for Northside Bound, correct? Yep. Mm hmm. And so for listeners that are really kind of interested in prospects and we've had a lot of guys come on here, but Rich, Rich does these write-ups from the Arizona complex league and it's going to be the Arizona fall league. And it's kind of fun to kind of watch how these players develop, where they end up going in the minors and how their careers develop. Um, Rich, you know, you're working Northside bound. You're the guy that has the photographs. You're the guy that's in Arizona all the time, but where can people find you on social media? So um, I think I've got it up there underneath my name there. Um, got my That's my Twitter handle, my Instagram handle. Um, you can find me on there. You can, as, as you mentioned, you can find me at Northside Bound. Um, just dropped the other day the recap uh, for the end of the year um, season. And um, I don't have anything regular planned like right now, but I'm sure as, as fall instructs fire up and things, um, plus I'm going to be doing a little bit of traveling, heading to Iowa next week to – catch some Iowa games. So maybe something dropping related to that too. Who knows? Ah, our good friend, Alex Cohen and those guys out there uh, for the That's podcast it. listeners that Instagram and Twitter handle is at beast 22. That is B I E S T 22, but beast is a beast. Uh, Rich, <laughs> I appreciate everything you do. And for being one of those guys that I can lean on when I need some information about players, 
Rich is a great follow, and Northside Bound has got great stuff out there for anybody looking to delve more into what's going on in the world of pro Cubs prospects. Rich, looking forward to seeing you uh, in, in Arizona for spring training, buddy. Look forward to it, man. Rest up and get ready because it's going to be another wild one. <laughs> Absolutely.